It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cami Carlisle. Good afternoon and thanks so much for listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book Service. We are very excited today. We get to interview the interviewer, Mr. Mike Hogan from KIOS 91.5 FM. He is the host of All Things Considered. He is also the host of Live and Local and the Digital Media Coordinator at KIOS. Mike, welcome. Uh, Thank you very much, Cammie. I appreciate it. I'm so glad you're here today. Before we get into all things, Mike, tell us about your how you were raised. Are you from Omaha? How did you get to be on NPR? Well, um, actually, my life for Nebraska is a full circle life. My parents met at Creighton University, uh, the very young kids, and uh, um, they uh, became pregnant with me, and uh, that meant that they had to go to my dad's home state because two young pregnant kids couldn't afford to go to Creighton University. So they uh, went to Minnesota where my dad had residency and that's where I was born. And they were, they were married and stayed married, uh, uh, stayed married till my dad died uh, a few years ago. And, uh, and, and then uh, from Minnesota to St. Louis college in Iowa, uh, quick stint on the, uh, on the East coast at the national theater Institute. And then, uh, uh, I uh, I did a did a few years in LA. They let me out for good behavior, and uh, ended up here in Omaha. I came here actually. I was going to stop by one year in Omaha oh. Oh. to uh, uh, to uh, uh, do uh, hockey. I, I tried for the uh, the Mavericks hockey job. I was a hockey play by play guy. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Tried for the Mavericks hockey job and and came in second. And so I was uh, working with the Lancers. And uh, I, I just wanted a press pass, but they were kind enough to actually hire me. And um, and so I worked with the Lancers for a couple of years, and and I met this this gorgeous blonde. And suddenly, getting on a bus with sweaty hockey players lost its luster. And uh, so I uh, I went into IT consulting, married uh, uh, my wife of twenty four years now, and Aww. and uh, uh, went into IT consulting. I, I did that for uh, fourteen years. And wow. Uh, when they, uh, when we, we, uh, I helped the company I was with sell and I worked for a bigger company and they wanted us to move to a different state and we didn't want to. So, uh, my wife said, well, why don't you, why don't you be a stand up comic for a while? Which uh-huh. I before. And so I, uh, I, I learned how to do it and started doing open mics and eventually started touring and realized how much I missed my girl. So I, uh, worked very hard to get back into radio mm-hmm. and uh, started off at the KHUB KFMT out in Fremont. I, uh, huh. I got, got the morning show job. Okay. Uh, so they had a, you know, they had a, uh, uh, a news gal, a weather guy, a mm-hmm. sports guy and a smart Alec. So I figured you can guess which, which role is right for me. Yep. And uh, had some great times there. And then they, uh, uh, they changed formats on KHUB. They went to country instead of talk. Okay. And uh, so I was in the market, and the good Lord put uh, KIOS in front of me, and uh, and there you go. I I, I uh, got the job and started uh, started hosting Morning Edition, and and uh, here I am. That is awesome! What a great trip! And I'm glad you stayed. I think we're all glad you stayed, Mike. To be honest, 
So, tell us, and I swear you've got to be living under a rock if you don't know our NPR station here in Nebraska. So KIOS, tell us about what KIOS does. Well, we are the uh, um, we're the NPR affiliate here in Omaha, Nebraska, and so um, we carry the. Of course, we carry the flagship shows, Morning Edition, and All Things Considered. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, which is, of course, morning edition, pretty self-explanatory when that happens. And um, uh, all things considered, starts at 3, runs until uh, 5.30 in the afternoon. And and then we have uh, numerous programs in between, uh, um, whether they're from PBX or, or other uh, other companies that, that distribute those programs, but we try to bring a, a nice mix. Plus then we also do jazz and a, and a lot of it. We, uh, with, uh, Mike Jacobs and Chris Cook, these guys are, these guys are 25 and 35 years in, in doing this. So, uh, they really know what they're doing. They, they've got a good hand in the music industry and, and, uh, so that's a lot of fun. So, uh, so the station does that. And then, and then there's this, this wonderful, uh, Ken Dunstick's our station manager, and, and he, he's amazing in the freedom he gives you to be creative because yeah. um, there's a lot of local origination programming here at KIOS. And uh, um, w- when we've hired new folks here, I've, I've been there, I've been here six years now. Okay. And, and when they hire new folks, new folks are allowed to come in and, and be creative and try their hand. And mm-hmm. uh, most of what is tried works, and uh, uh, you know, want to make sure that everybody listening enjoys it as well. But um, that's where the, the live and local. I, I inherited the idea that we did occasional interviews about uh, things that were happening in the area, particularly mm-hmm. with five hundred one c three charitable organizations, right? Right. And and then uh, I just. Kind of thought, I guess, coming from commercial radio. Well, let's let's kind of brand this, and and then let's make it every day. I, I like the consistency of mm-hmm. of uh, five days a week. You can turn on your radio at two specific times, with seven forty four a.m. and three forty four p.m. Right. on ninety one five FM, and you will hear from someone in this community who's doing some great work. And yeah. that's that's the whole the whole goal I kind of went with, and and we've been we've been pretty blessed. Uh, uh, you know, apologize for for the horn tooting, but uh, the Nebraska Broadcasters Association uh, we have, has awarded us. Uh, uh, I think we've got three now. Wow! Uh, for, for live and local, and uh, uh, the uh, Public Relations Society of America uh, gave me an award as well. So it, it's just been it's been warmly received, and I'm quite grateful for yes. that. And we are grateful, too, in the nonprofit world because you do great interviews. And the fact that you help us get the word out is huge. So thank you for that. Oh, sure. And and that's so kind of you to say. i got to tell you, it's, the, it's really the best part of my job is that I just get to talk to some cool people. And, yeah, and, right. And that's it. I mean, I'm just I'm just. You know, they send me a check, and, and and what did I do this week? I, I five different cool people I sat down and talked right. with. And that's that, you know. Yeah, well, that's a pretty sweet gig there. So tell me, how do you find your guests for live and local? I mean, there's people like me that harass you and call <laughs> you. That's something for you. But other than that, how do you find all the folks to be on your show? Well, a, a lot of it is people reaching out, and, and I, uh, you know, that you, tongue in cheek, you say the harassment, but I got to tell you how much I appreciate it because the, the thing is, and and I, I this I found very humorous. 
Um, some folks think that, that <laughs> they'll reach out and they'll say, well, can someone from your team call me about it? I'm like, yeah, there's no, <laughs> there's, there's no us in team here. There's only an I in this team. Right. <laughs> it's, it's just me. Uh, I'm, I'm the one who, who, you know, I, I book the interviews. Uh, I edit, I conduct them. I, publish them the stuff that goes online when it gets online that's all me too um and oh by the way uh you know i host a two and a half hour show every afternoon so um so you know it's just it's just a one-man shop and and uh and so a lot of people reach out to me and and what i think the real blessing is is that um over the years uh now folks have uh, it's gotten a little bit of traction i mean i think counting you uh, we have 11 listeners so, <laughs> oh, now. Oh, oh, seriously, do you know how many times? So, you've had our executive director here at Radio Talking Book Service, Becca Jurdy, on several times. And you know how many people listen? They'll be like, Becca, I heard you on the radio today. I mean, this, you've got a great show, seriously. And so many people listen. And so, is there anybody local that you have not talked to that you would just, I would love to talk to this person? Oh, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, uh, you can think about it. We can come back to it. Yeah, we'll probably have to because uh, because first of all, uh, uh, folks, that wasn't dead air. I was doing mime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just horrible radio. I'm sitting over here scratching my head, and and of course, also you know, trying to walk against the wind since I was doing mime. Um, <laughs> Um, I, uh, uh, there, there are many people I would, I would love to talk to, but what's been so generous, I mean, from leaders, you know, like the mayor and the, and I, oh, I guess on this station, I, I haven't spoken to the governor or, uh, you know, national senators yet, but I, I really kind of steer away from, uh, uh, politics. I mean, there are yeah. times that it's important, you know, when we had the pandemic going on, it was very important that Mayor Stothard, uh, was keeping us informed as to what's going on, where funds and help and money were going to be, and that type of thing. And that was very important because a lot of a lot of folks listening, you know, you got all your restaurants in Benson and in downtown and that type of thing, and yeah. and the clubs and the music venues. And these folks were, you know, these folks were going out of business here. So so yeah. and they listened to the station. So it was very important to be able to let everybody know, hey, here's where the resources are. Go get them. You right. know. Uh, yeah. type of deal. But, but this, uh, whereas when I was doing commercial radio, I mean, I, I talked to, you know, I talked to news makers, I guess they call them. Right. right. Yeah. And, and, and this is different. And, and I think this is more fun by the way, because I'm talking to, to difference makers, not news yeah. makers, people who are making a difference at a grassroots level in the lives of other people. And, right. and that's, that's where I get a charge out of that. And I don't blame you because newsmakers, sometimes it's not such great news, right? So the difference yeah. is where it's at. Yeah. And, and there's also, uh, you know, I, I think sometimes there can be an agenda. You know, there's more about driving an agenda um, yeah. than, than really coming on to help humanity, I guess. I yeah. That, I mean, that makes total sense. And plus, 
you know, if you do wade into any kind of political waters and you got to have both sides and it's, it's a lot of work, right? You're automatically going to tick off 50% of the people that are listening. Uh, uh, When I, when I was doing standup comedy, um, I I never, I never did political ever because you just, you just can't win. Somebody's going to be angry when it's all said and done. And, and, And that wasn't the point for me of doing comedy anyway. It was just to make people laugh and feel good about themselves and their lives, you know? Exactly. Yeah, we need more of that. So when's the last time you did a comedy routine? Like on a stage? Before the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Before really? the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to get back to it? I'm sorry? Are you going to get back to doing comedy? I am, but uh, it's, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting dilemma, and and uh, and the dilemma on the short version goes a little like this. Um, I had been offered to do a a fundraiser, and uh, I'll I'll leave out for who it was for. And I, I, I like the organization, and the board actually I actually knew the board. Okay. Uh, I, I had I had done some things for these folks before. Anyway, a larger organization was now running all that, and and this this very nice person said, uh, well, the board wants to hire you to do this thing. And I said, great. And and she said, uh, uh, let me see, uh, like, a video. So I, I sent her a link to a video, and and uh, she comes back to me, and she says, um, uh, yeah, your material's fine, but just don't do the joke about uh, the dads abandoning their children. Nope. And I said, I, I don't know what that means. And she says, well, the dad's abandoning their children. I said, I, I, I don't do a joke about that. And then I figured it out. And it goes like this. Yeah. Um, my uh, uh, my cousin Ricky is, uh, is is not very bright. You know, you've, you've heard that phrase, not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Right. Well, Ricky's a spatula. It's, <laughs> it's not entirely his fault. He was raised in a very small town. Population hasn't changed in years. Every time a baby's born, a guy leaves town. That. Woo, okay. That that, so- that was the joke. I mean, it's a throwaway joke. Right. And and that was the joke that she took grave offense to of right. dads abandoning their children. My point oh. being, right. My point being, I have a job at the NPR affiliate here. And right. so uh, well, I've been blessed enough to to work at the Funny Bone and and some some clubs around here. And so, if I go out and do material that to me is innocuous, I mean, I don't do any dirty material. I'm a, I'm I always want corporate clean so you can right. work anywhere, right? Oh, sure. So I'm a corporate clean comic. That if I happen to tick somebody off because they didn't like one thing that I said, now yeah. suddenly they're contacting my boss. They're complaining about me, wow. and and now now my job Mm-mm. is in danger. My live and local segment is in danger because of the, of, of that. And so, <laughs> in essence, because everybody's gotten so aggressive about things they don't like, I uh, I, I have chosen to uh, step aside for a while. And, and I miss it bad because I got to tell you, there's there is no greater thrill in my book than having an audience really laughing and enjoying what you're doing, and together it gets funnier because you're growing this these laughs and this comedy together because of the energy of the audience. It, it's it's a thrill. 
It is I a bet. thrill to do. Yeah. I bet. Oh my gosh. So I'm so sorry that happened. That seems surreal, but I feel like ever since the pandemic, well, it has. Everybody is so touchy. Yeah. And that's just stunning to me. I'm so sorry that happened, but I hope, I hope we all get to see you do comedy again, but I get it. I get it. I feel like everybody on the planet is trying so hard to be okay right now and just really touchy. So yeah. And I, I, you know, and I'll be honest with you. I think just from, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit old school and, uh, and part of it's cause I'm just plain old old, but I've been around a while. Um, I, I go back to uh, politics, religion, and money. These are three things you shouldn't be talking about with your neighbors over the fence because right. you, you argue about it. And, and yeah. you know, I, I was blessed enough when I was an actor. I worked with uh, Ed Asner, who oh. was uh, uh, magnificent friends with uh, Ted Knight, uh, yeah. if you remember Ted from yes. America and all that. Yes. Um, and they, they were magnificent friends, but politically, they were complete opposites. Mm. And one time they had, they had a fight about politics one time. And then they never discussed politics again, but they remained friends for 50 years. Henry Fonda, and Jimmy Stewart, it was the same thing in a biography of Jimmy Stewart's I read. Henry Fonda and Jimmy Stewart had a fight about politics once because they were completely opposite sides politically. Right. And they did not discuss politics again. You just, you know what? There, there, there's a reason why there used to be a curtain on that voting booth. Yep, exactly. So you could go in and 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 vote and do your thing and 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 all that. And I just, I don't know. I, I think, I think it's okay to have have some secrets. You don't have to tell us everything about yourself. Right. We gotta he have some. Yeah. Says, yeah. He says as he's on with Cammy Cavanaugh, telling everything about himself. So. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. Now I want to know more about your acting. Hello, you worked with Ed Asner. What? Tell us about that. Oh, that was. Uh, it was on a, a John Ritter show called uh, Hearts of Fire. Ed Asner okay. played uh, the character. Eventually, became John's uh, father-in-law. Uh, Marky Post was John's love interest on that uh, from uh, Night Court. I don't know if you remember Mar- Marky Post or not. Um, and uh, uh, anyway, I, I, I had done. A, I did a movie called Stay Tuned. With John uh-huh. and uh, I played a Mike, my, the character Mike Myers did uh, from Wayne's World. I played a parody of that in uh, uh-huh. in Stay Tuned, and uh-huh. and from that work, John liked what I did, and so he he worked to. Uh, uh, I got a role on on one of the episodes of his show, and that's where I met Ed Asner. I actually met Billy Bob Thornton there too. Spent a lot of time with Billy Bob. He was a fascinating cat. He was. I he was, bet was yeah, this pre Angelina. Yes, it was. Okay, okay. Yes, it was, yeah. Mm. In fact, he was writing Sling Blade oh, uh, really? at that time. Yeah, in his spare time while he's doing a sitcom, he was writing Sling Blade. Wow, that is cool. So wait a minute. So you've done comedy. You've been an actor. What am I forgetting? You've done it all. You've done all <laughs> stuff. Well, it's, 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 uh, what a long, strange trip it's been. I, I, it's, it's, uh, I have worked a lot of jobs. So apparently I can't hold down any of them. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's been a hoot. I mean, I, I I've waited a lot of tables, waited a lot yeah. of tables. So, did you always want to be on the radio? Did you go to school for that? I I did not, but yes, I did always want to be on the radio. Okay. Um, uh, funny enough, I and and the way I got on uh, in St. Louis um, uh-huh. at their at 
what was at the time their NPR affiliate, um, uh, KDHX. And uh, so, so I was, I was in an, an original play. This was, uh, this was 1986. So we had oh. the election going on and it was a politically charged play, uh, uh written by a, a, a person in St. Louis. And in the play, if you, uh, if you were, if you're old enough to remember Ronco records, Yes. Um, oh and, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so the thing was, it was this, um, it was, uh, a Ronco records type ad that I did. Okay. Uh, it's just me and a microphone uh-huh. and, and it was, so Ronco presents political, you know, great political hits. And then I, and, and, and it would be like, you know, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do. You know, or you remember Tricky Dick Nixon when he said, I am not a crook, you know, well, okay. Well, I did this whole ad at a very high speed, and I did all the voices. And so so it was kind of a – it was one of those moments where you got to kind of be a showstopper thing, right? Because I'm oh, just okay. – I just, you know, I just lay down 12 voices in a, in a you know, 90-second piece. Right. And, and, and it, you know, people seem to enjoy it. And – uh and so we were doing that play live on the radio as, as NPR affiliates are prone to do things right. like this. Mm-hmm. And the station manager came up to me and said, Hey, um, how would you like to be on the radio? And I said, I think that would be great. <laughs> or I probably said, I think that would be great. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. That is awesome. And, and that's really where it started. I, uh, um, I got to run a uh, jazz blues show for uh, for a while, and then uh, they needed some late night fill. And my favorite part, I, I, I did a hardcore punk show uh, late on Saturday nights. If you nice. can imagine how hard that was to have to listen to hard, I mean, I mean, I love hardcore punk, so don't get me wrong, because right. uh, I, I have tons of it on my iPod, and I still have an iPod. Um, <laughs> but but uh, uh, to find hardcore punk songs that language wise I could play on the air. <laughs> Right? Oh my God. That sounds like a hard job. It was. That is so awesome. So have you always been on the air? Did you ever work, you know, doing sales or? Yeah, IT, IT consulting sales. I did that for 14 years. Um, before that, I, uh, I sold high end women's shoes in St. Louis at a, uh, at a, uh, uh, boutique shoe store, uh, wow. which was very rewarding. Yeah. They, those, that was a, that was a great job. That was a great sure. job. Wow, you've really uh, done it all, huh? Yeah, a bit, a bit. You just, you know, you try stuff out and 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 kind of see what sticks, you know. That's perfect. Well, you're killing it over at KIOS, I'll tell you that. Everybody loves listening to you, including me. And I would like to know, with all of your interviews and all the people you've talked to thus far, have you ever had a super difficult story or interview that you had to do? And And how did you deal with it? Well, I, I mean, I guess difficult w- would have two meanings for me, and 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 so the the first one would be um, someone who's so nervous that that they're not talking. Yes, so, in there. So, so you know, suddenly, suddenly that six minute interview feels like an hour because you're really I, trying to draw it out, and that yes. you know. Oh. But um, but I've had a couple of interviews where uh, uh, this one in particular where we were talking about. Um, uh, 
uh, it had to do with uh, childhood cancer, and it was there was a fundraiser, and the the mm-hmm. woman with whom I was speaking, um, she would lost her daughter, and uh, you know, I mean, you're not uh, you don't have a you don't have a beaten ticker going on if uh, mm-hmm. if that one doesn't uh, you know wet your eyes up a little bit when you're when you're talking to this person who who's buried a child, which is the most unnatural thing on the planet. So you know, so so that's you know that that that. I mean that was emotionally difficult, but but yeah. it was an important message, and I think that that helps. You're right, you know? yep. definitely. I have to agree with you. Doing the interviews, and since ours are half an hour, when you talk to somebody and you're like, they're going to be so great, and they get in front of the mic and they say nothing, and it's like thirty minutes. <laughs> I'm like, your dog? Do you have a cat? <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be the worst. So what do you think about the future of journalism? Is anybody, are you or anybody at KIOS thinking about AI at all? Is that a threat or how you all feeling about that? Well, my personal feeling, I, I, I hate it. Um, I'm seeing uh, uh, what used to be back in the days they call it rip and read, right? It'd come off the AP wire and yep. you'd rip it off and you'd be able to, to put it on the microphone and read it. And yeah. I, I do I do the news every day, mm-hmm. and the quality of writing that I'm seeing already stinks. And, oh, and, and, and what's happening is 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 whoever's creating this, and I'm beginning to think now that that they are using some sort of AI, where they're taking a let's just say you take a story off of one of the local news places, and then they're 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 inputting that story into an AI grinder that is changing the words around. So they're not stealing copyright. Right. But, but it's also not proofreading it. So if the, you know, I'll see something, uh, say, um, uh, governor Pillen in coming to Omaha. Well, it's not in it's is the word is, is, and it put an N there, but that passes spell check because that is a real word, but yeah. the sentence doesn't make any sense. There's there's no verb there, and oh and so I see this literally every day, and so it's not helping me at all. I have to rewrite everything. Right, I was just going to ask. That's got to be a lot of rewriting. Then it's not rip and read anymore. No, it's not, and so oh. so that that makes it difficult. And um, yeah, I just I, <laughs> and as far as AI running. Our finances, running, uh, uh, you know, hospitals and things like this, life-saving things. I do not understand how someone thinks. That, I mean, have you ever, you know, have you ever talked to a two-year-old? Right. You don't. You don't control a two-year-old. Right. So on, on what planet do you think that if you make some machine sentient? But it doesn't have any uh, love or bonding capabilities. Yeah. But but it does have the will to survive at all costs. I'm sorry. What? I know. How do you think you're going to control that? So why on earth are you going to let it run our finances? Exactly. It's scary. It's a weird place to be. I mean, yeah. this world right now is just a very weird, weird, weird place to be. So we're almost done with our time, sadly. But tell me, what do you think the next five years looks like for you? I'm sure you'll still be at KIOS, I hope. I mean, well, yeah, and that, that's that's the plan. I mean, I, I love my job, and and uh, um, and I, I love talking to folks on live and local. Uh, uh, I, I love being able to get the word out on good things that are happening, and um, 
you know, every day with my wife, she's my, she's my whole universe. Uh, uh, my sun, my moon, my stars, she's everything. So, uh, you know, every day I get with her is a, is a gift. Um, and so, yeah, just, uh, just keep on plugging, uh, exercise more and uh, eat less saturated fats. Oh my gosh. That sounds like a possibility <laughs> for all of us, maybe. I don't know, but Mike, let's go back to that question. So locally, who haven't you talked to that you want to? Hmm. Wow, I don't know. Because after after doing the Cami Cavanaugh interview, to be honest with you, <laughs> it just kind of spoiled me for everybody else. Yeah, what are you going to do now? I mean, geez. Okay, let's right. do this. Let's switch to famous person. Like, if you could talk to any famous person and interview them, and they could be not on this planet anymore. They could have died. Oh, sure. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, That I mean, that opens up a whole lot. I, no. I, you know, um, uh, well, I, uh, uh, Michael Emerson, who was in uh, person of interest, turns out uh, we did not go together because he's a few years older than me, but, uh, he and I both went to Drake University. Oh. And, uh, I think he's a magnificent actor. And, and, uh, uh, so he, he was somebody that I, I just think, oh, no, see, and the way my wife and I would do it, because he, he worked with his wife on Person of Interest as well, which is really oh. funny. His, his one and only love scene on film is with his own wife, oh. uh, which is hilarious. But, uh, uh, my wife and I, uh, you know, like that's a couple that we would like to have dinner with, you know, be a oh. nice evening to, to, you know, have dinner with them type of thing, right? Yes. Uh, Bob Newhart. I think Bob Newhart is one of the funniest people on the planet. Totally. And uh, I, I would love to have have dinner with Bob Newhart and, and hear the stories and things like that. You know, that's, yeah, that would be very cool. Awesome. Well, Michael, I'm sad that our time is already up. I don't know how this happens, but it's already whizzed by. And I would like to think that those across Nebraska listening to Radio Talking Book Service has gotten to know you just a little bit better. So thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me today. Uh, Cammy, thanks so much for uh, inviting me. It's real nice. Yeah, I appreciate it. Absolutely. So Mike Hogan, KIOS 91.5 FM. You can hear him there every single day. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book Service. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.